Hi, today is April 18th, 2021. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA. Thanks. All right, with last week's earnings uh, wrapped up and done, uh, banks, last week was the emphasis. Uh, banks killed it, uh, and they have a strong economic outlook, uh, which is something that I've quoted from Google just now. Um, so, you know, don't put too much emphasis on what banks think. You should definitely, you know, make sure that your uh, eggs are accounted for. <laughs> and don't put all your eggs in one basket. So don't buy all calls right now, is all I'm trying to say. Um, IBM uh, after close on Monday, United after close on Monday, before open on Tuesday, you have Johnson & Johnson and Procter & Gamble as well as Lockheed Martin and uh, Harley-Davidson. Uh, after close on Tuesday, you have Netflix, CSX, and Tenet. Uh, before open on Wednesday, you have Verizon uh, and Anthem. After close on Wednesday, you have Chipotle whirlpool and discover uh before open on thursday uh you have southwest airlines after close on thursday you have snap uh snapchat i mean uh and intel and then as well as sketchers uh and then before open on friday you have american express uh something i just want to quickly note here is after close on wednesday sally may uh the basically the student loan um, loan company uh, is reporting and if there's anybody here that is OG Wall Street Bets you would know about Sally May. If you know about Sally May, I consider you one of the OGs. I mean there's a few other things I would quiz you on to know if you're an OG but Sally May was definitely a period of time. <laughs> if you guys and girls remember that was pretty funny. Um, Sally May uh, Moo 90s, J Nug. I'm I'm telling you, like these are the things that if you if you want to like pretend that you're an OG Wall Street bets person, you got to go on Google, like learn this up, and then come back. Um, but all fun, it's all fun. Um, looking at earnings, you know, this week, Netflix is reporting, Snapchat's reporting. Uh, those are going to be interesting to look at. I'm I'm personally curious on if Snapchat's user base is still continuing to grow or if that's like slowly going to start receding. Um, going to also be looking at Intel because I'm very invested into semis and just seeing what Intel's up to would be cool. Um, if you are long on say like Boeing or I don't know Delta, Alaska. Southwest Airlines is reporting before Thursday, so that's something that you want to look out for. Um, Johnson and Johnson will have um, is it Johnson and Johnson or P and Procter and Gamble? No, it's Johnson and Johnson, I think the one with the vaccine. So that's gonna be interesting. Um, I think that is about it in terms of things that just speaks to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, if you're also invested into defense stocks like Boeing or Raytheon, Lockheed Martin is reporting uh, before open on Tuesday. So that's something else you want to look out for. Okay, uh, I was actually going to read off a few emails in the weekly play section, but I think 
a better use of time would just be going straight into the new thetagang.com website updates. And as you all know, or as the ones that use the site know, uh, there are quite a few changes. So I just want to go ahead and address everything in that section coming up here. Okay, uh, so talking about the new ThetaGang.com website updates, V2 is officially out. Um, if you know you don't really care about the website updates, feel more than free to scrub past this uh, and go to today's topic. I don't know the timestamp right now, um, but just go and s skip ahead because this this section is going to be quite long. Um, V2 was uh, released surprisingly uh, on Monday night or like Tuesday morning at 2 a.m. Uh, I pick 2 a.m., 3 a.m. for releases because there's just the least amount of people on. So like in the event that I release something and there's a bug um, that the least amount of people, uh, you know, have to look at it or deal with it, right? Um, so what I do is I go to sleep uh, around maybe like 12 at midnight and then uh, I'll set an alarm for two, wake up at two, and I'll hit the deploy button. This time, because V2 is so drastically different than V1, I mean, there are so many cool things um, that V2 does that V1 doesn't. Like V1, um, like when you navigate to pages, you're actually straight up navigating to another page, re-downloading all the assets, re-downloading all the data. A lot of V2 is optimized so that when, you, when you're clicking around, you're not making unnecessary requests or at least a lot less of them. Um, and you're rendering things that are appropriate and you're making sure that you know when you upload trades, data is optimized so that you're sending less data over the wire too. There's just so many good things that V2 sets me up to do where you know I'm starting to be able to code in a much better controlled environment like a thing that happens when you code for you know the non-technical people listening is you code this dream of yours your passion your idea and as your idea grows um, you just tack more and more things onto it um, and you start getting to this point where you've tacked so many things onto this one thing without thinking about the other future things because Quite frankly, you don't know what the future things are. You don't know what the users of the website are going to want. You don't know what you're going to want for the website. And so as you're building and tacking these things on, you get to a point where if you change one thing, it might break another thing. And that's where V1 was starting to head towards. And so um, I had thought that I wanted to do V2 um, later in the year, but just with the amount of time that I'm spending at home with my mom, and the amount of time that, you know, I'm just sitting down on the couch uh, with my mom watching TV or something, uh, I thought V2 was the, per it was the perfect time to code V2, and I'm very happy with the outcome. Uh, the release, though, at 2 a.m. in the morning on Tuesday did not go as planned. It, it, like, a lot of things were breaking, um, a lot of things were buggy, 
um and yeah you know, on top of that you have people saying like oh where did this go or you know where did this feature go oh i really miss this feature and then i'm all just trying to do some crisis control just like oh you know i'm just trying to release the initial part of v2 and making sure that there's no bugs and i'll get to those later and um fixing all the bugs took maybe like a solid three days i mean like i would get like three, four hours of sleep, um, and then I would work on Theta Gang, and then I have my 9 to 5 job, and then af right after my 9 to 5 job, I check, go straight into Theta Gang, and I'm starting to fix bugs again. And, um, you know, that, that was basically this entire week. Um, while I'm coding all of this, you know, like, I'm st I still have to trade my portfolio, um, and my portfolio, like, thankfully is all-time high and so i'm grateful for that too but it's like i can't celebrate any of that because i'm just busy fixing all of these bugs and so um the wheel stock tracker was super busted when i first released it um that's fixed now so the wheel tracker slash stock tracker um is now able to be viewed if you go to any of your um current positions like just click on any of your trades that you opened with that particular stock and you'll be able to see your tracker um, there are plans for that tracker to be on a dedicated uh, stock page meaning like if you're for example if i was um, viewing my nvidia position i could go to probably some some url like juni slash stocks slash nvidia and then that there on that page you'll see a very in-depth view of the entire nvidia position right now it's very consolidated i wanted to make sure that like the core core features worked first um also uh there's this like very helpful modal which i have a deep feeling most people don't read but it is just a it's just one more step in the right direction of telling people like what's new and what's changing because that the only way you would know about these new changes is this podcast right this is the official podcast of the gang.com and so now with that modal whenever i change something there's release notes to help you understand like what's changing what's going on um and you know it just it's like a, a way to, for me to communicate like if you don't listen to the podcast hey these are the things that are done um what else is what else is going on um there is there was a huge outcry for bringing sorting and uh, just sorting trades back. Um, initially, when I did V2, I kind of wanted to, to take more of a social route where like trades on the front page are more like posts and not, not like rows. Um, I think I'm going to test out by test out, I mean it's already out. So if you go to thetagain.com right now and you look at the front page, you're going to see rows of trades as opposed to like trades that look like tweets. You know what I mean? Like these are actually like rows inside a table. I think a lot of people find the edginess of rows cool, and I definitely do too. And so I'll probably keep that for like a good like month or two, and then maybe I'll release some thing you can opt into where you can see trades as like you know more like tweets or you know posts as opposed to rows um 
so yeah, so sorting is there, the stock wheel tracker is there, uh, editing trades is now there too. So like, um, you can now edit your price filled and price closed, and you can now edit, which is this is totally new. You can edit your trade to be assigned and unassigned. Um, you know, there's a few instances where people say, "Hey, Junie, I accidentally closed this without assigning it. Um, is there any way for me to change it?" And then I'd have to just be like, no, I'm sorry. You have to just close that trade for zero PNL and then open it um, with a new one and close it appropriately. Um, but now you can close it with assigned and then even edit it with um, unassigned or assigned, however you get into that flow. So with all that said, um, I'm very proud of where version two is of ThetaGain.com. Uh, with dark mode, all the optimizations, all the cleanliness, right? Removing all the dead code. Um, and then as well as being able to edit trades now and sort trades now. And just navigating the website, I, I, it can't be understated. It feels so much better navigating the website. There are a few more bugs I have to work out with the back button and that stuff. But that is minute in comparison to all the bugs and changes that I've made in the last week on top of the V2 release and now that the dust is settling down i can finally catch a breather i could dedicate today to just you know spending some off time with my mom and then you know hitting the ground running tomorrow uh, when the market opens and you know work on my nine to five and then right back in with theta game uh, i'm very you know thankful for the opportunity to work on a project that i can call mine and that I'm proud of. Um, I'm thankful for uh, the friends and family that I have and thankful for, you know, just the things that I complain about are so, uh, like, trivial compared to the grand scheme of, you know, life and things that could possibly go wrong. So I'm also happier in that stance too or in that point of view too. Like, I feel like, last week was not a good week like at all uh but just growing through these moments has definitely made me like stronger as cliche as that sounds i feel like spending time with my family in norcal has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of the things that i you know i would put in the back of my mind before but now that it's in the forefront and you know the my project my passion is stronger and better than ever i feel like when i go back home to socal uh, i'm gonna be taking the energy back with me and i'm just gonna be ready for 2021 Okay, uh, today we're going to be talking uh, about news and alerts, and I think I'm going to be attaching the Oogla Boogla tag on th this episode, um, because to me, it's it's really Oogla Boogla, or at least what you do with the news and alerts. Um, some things I can say can definitely be triggering, because I understand that like a lot of people do watch the news, do stay up to date, um, and you know do sign up for alerts and stuff. And to that, I just want to say, like, I respect your way of trading. And if your way of trading is already working, like, who am I, an internet stranger, to tell you that that strategy doesn't work? If it's working for you, by all means, keep doing it. 
But if you find that you are signed up to all these news sources, all these alerts, and you're not performing as well as you want to perform or you're underperforming just in general, then I hope that the ideas that I'm about to talk about can help you come to a uh, a path forward or make you realize or come up with a plan for a path forward. One of the things that I don't particularly like about news is that a lot of traders when they first start out and even honestly some like, you know, veteran traders are kind of stuck on it too where like if, like here's an example. If you have been trading for like a few months, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. There's a meeting called the FOMC meeting. It's a meeting where Jerome Powell talks about interest rates and you know the market could go up or down on a specific uh, you know keynote or whatever he says uh, post speech um and you know a lot of people will say you know buy calls because they're not going to lower interest rates or buy puts because they are going to raise interest rates and a lot of people don't understand that like you know those types of meetings are a lot like earnings too right it's that is news that's coming out jerome powell either raises rates or lowers rates and the market will react to it but what you don't know as like the typical retail investor, especially that's new, that hasn't been jaded yet, is that lowering rates can be seen as bearish or bullish. It just depends on which way the market goes. And so when you trade on news like this, it's still binary. I'd say it's still as dangerous as earnings. Why are you compelling yourself to trade for this 50-50 outcome? Well, Junie, uh, you know, uh, interest rates will probably not get raised. You know, Jerome Powell's expressed this, that, this. And so with that information, right, like how are you going to apply that? Well, Judy, uh, you know, if he doesn't raise rates, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be bullish so that companies can make more money. They could grow faster and, you know, get more money from the government. And that's all good. But then what happened? Like this, the stock market went down. Why did that happen? Oh well, Judy. You know, uh, you know, I was actually, uh, you know, I was actually right, but the market overreacted and thought that that was bearish because they should have raised rates because we're heading towards this like uh, inflation point that you know. And so this is what I'm talking about. If you start trading on news, you're going to open yourself up to a lot of these fifty fifties that you might have a hard time justifying yourself. And, you know, I can just tell there are people fuming right now listening to this saying like, Oh, Junie, but I've traded every single FOMC meeting and I've made tons of money. How dare you talk trash about FOMC meetings? I'm not. If you make money on this strategy where you trade on news and you're very confident, you have a very good gut and you're able to succeed, then I congratulate you. But I think you are definitely the exception and not the norm. I think you are a very good trader that knows more than I do about this particular scenario. And you know how to capitalize on it. I am just a average retail trader and I have been through many FOMC meetings. And, you know, I've noticed that it's very hard to gauge whether or not the stock market will go down even with a confident um, decision on whether or not you know he will or not raise rates and so news doesn't have to be a huge announcement either 
So take, for example, like maybe you subscribe to Wall Street Journal or you just go on CNN, uh, watch, you know, Market Watch and all that stuff, or you watch Jim Cramer or you watch um, just all these YouTube people on YouTube. And something that I need you to realize is like humans are super emotional. I'm emotional. You're emotional. We're both dead on the inside, but I promise we're emotional. Um, and when the brain starts looking for news, we subconsciously look for things that validate our bias. If you are thinking like the market will go down, you're going to look for things or videos or news sources about why the market will go down or why the market went down. You're not going to immediately start looking for news sources that talk about why the market will go up tomorrow or why the market is still fine or you're not going to look at like fundamentals or you know you know EMA indicators all the other ugubugu stuff you're not going to be taking the time to necessarily look at the other side of the bias just because you want to confirm what is what you're feeling right now if you're seeing qqq or spy or the arc etf start going down you're gonna think oh wow you know growth stocks are so impacted we're gonna go down forever uh let me go on google right now and look at let me look up uh you know um where how far will qqq go down and then you start looking at hmm i should buy puts for that strike price that seems like good information yeah this analyst makes sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you open that and then you forget the old tried and tested tweet that you always like about stonks always going up and then you just write this off as like oh you know the market just didn't go down stonks go up lol right you 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 make a joke out of it and you move on which is healthy right like you shouldn't take losses super hard but you should learn from them so it doesn't happen again um, but if you are one of these people that read news sources like CNN or Watch Market Watch, and they say, "Oh, this is a support level that we are heading down towards," and you buy a put and it makes you money, and it makes you money on a consistent basis, then great. I think that is great, and that's good for you. And you should keep doing that if it makes you money. But remember, I'd say that you're again, you're an exception and not the norm. Uh, it takes a lot more than just watching a news channel to pick the right trades um, because you need to understand max loss you need to understand um, what good volatility looks like if you're short or what good volatility looks like if you're long on an option like there's all these little intricacies where you know you might actually know more than you think so if you're just like an average retail trader like me that's successful with this you know, I think you do actually know more than just an average retail trader and that you should definitely feel confident and continue to do what you're doing. Lastly, this is, I think, one of the more important ones and possibly one of the most controversial ones. Um, you know, back, you know, last year during the same time, back in April when we were, you know, facing a lot of the coronavirus news, we were you know, having halts down, you know, market taking um, pauses on the way down because we were gapping down so fast. Uh, there was a lot of news talking about like, oh, the the world is ending, COVID is going to kill people, and, you know, it definitely has. And all of these negative news sources are coming in. It's super negative. A lot of things that has helped me, you know, 
either double down or hold a very red position, you know, last year in COVID was me basically tuning out the news, right? Like I took a stand and I said, you know what, I'm not going to follow any FinTwit people on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to look at any news sources. I'm not going to pay attention to any FOMC meeting. Um, I'm going to just focus on my style of trading, understand where my max losses are and where I make money and where I lose money and trade accordingly. And that has worked out super well for me. And that's the reason why I'm so confident in making episodes like this because I have proof datagang.com slash junie and i have a whole entire year of audio episodes where i basically talk about just being optimistically bullish you know believing that the world can return to a new normal just being positive and just trying to keep my head between my shoulders like that's all there and that's why i'm able to have episodes like this and talk about how sometimes not paying attention to the news is a good thing Right. And I can tell a lot of people are saying like, but how can you ignore the injustice and how can you ignore the COVID cases? How could you ignore everything that's going on? Some people are already going through it. Some people are already going through a lot of stuff. And some people, the news is just the straw on the camel's back or the feather on the camel's back, whatever the saying is. Um, If you are someone... And this is this is this is advice coming some from someone that's like I, I feel bad for calling myself depressed because I'm I don't think I'm actually depressed. I think I go through depressive episodes, but I don't think I'm genuinely depressed. Um coming from someone that has depressive episodes, I think that checking out from news is healthy for you. And if you find that maybe you're not depressed, that if you are finding yourself tilted or frustrated that your trades are not working, I think news is not a good thing for you. I think what a lot of people end up doing is they might see you know, a social injustice or they might see COVID cases and they start might they might start like re- like tying that into the stock market and the stock market just doesn't work like that it's either because you know the rich people control the stock market and the rich people control the united states and you know th- that's totally just disconnected right but then there's also the other point of view where just because uh this injustice is going on or this COVID is going on it doesn't mean that everything else should pause right like as messed up as that sounds it doesn't mean everything should take a pause if you want to take a pause you should take a pause and go vote you should go protest but you should not be buying puts right that is that is like rule number one for the junior stock market trader is that don't buy puts emotionally you should buy you should be buying puts as a hedge for your portfolio you should not be buying puts as like an indefinite play that will work out because um asian people are getting killed or um covid cases are getting huge or you know um african americans are being untreated like badly like you can't tie the stock market with these things or you're going to have a very very bad time now i'm going to say they're like 
really quickly that I do believe that African Americans are treated unwell. I think the Asian Americans getting killed is super bad, and I think coronavirus should still be treated with like you know caution. Um, so I don't want people to take this out of context and say like, oh, Juni doesn't care about any of these things because I definitely do care and you don't talk to me on a normal day basis to know whether or not that's true in the first place. Um, but I'm giving you the junior or, you know, intermediate or I don't know if you're a veteran, this point of view where I think news should be disconnected from the stock market and that if you're trading based on news you're going to have a bad time um it's it's just something that you'll learn over time but one more time i'm going to say this for this section here if it works for you already then do it but i can see on the spy graph i can see on qqq i can see on the dow if you've been buying puts because Asian Americans are getting killed, if you're buying puts because black people are getting uh, mistreated, if you're buying puts because COVID-19 cases are rising, you're not doing well in the stock market. If you want to really be about change and injustice and all this stuff, you need to go out there and protest. You need to go out there and vote. You need to go out there and spread awareness, share things on your Instagram story, um, you know, help out at your community shelter where, you know, there's people less fortunate than you. You need to be doing that stuff. You don't need to be buying puts. And that's just my point of view. And I'm allowed to have that point of view because I'm allowed to have an opinion and you, so are you. Okay. And in light of making the episode shorter, um, I actually think I could talk about alerts uh, a lot more in depth, especially after recording this episode. Um, so I'm actually going to make that a second episode, and it'll probably be next week's episode, continuing the Ooglabooga series. Um, I just listened through the this recording, um, you know, minute by minute, and you know, I stand by everything that I say. I think a lot of things can be taken out of context, but I hope if you do listen to the podcast, you listen to it as a whole and not through like a few seconds of sound, right? Um, I'm not in any means saying that, you know, the social injustice in the world or the killings um, of people or uh, coronavirus is not to be cared for. I'm just re-illustrating the idea that just maybe, just maybe trading um, with those things in mind is not the best um, or most productive thing in the world, right? Again, if you want to be about the change, it's not going to start with the stock market. It's not you profiting off of some option or stock derivative um, and you know profiting from that and then um, something's going to change. N- nothing will. You're playing in, honestly, something that's probably uh, the exact counter uh, to whatever you're trying to fight for. Uh, outside of it right like this is a very institutionalized um you know paradigm that you're trading in you're trading in the american u.s stock market it is like the it is capitalism at its max where capitalism doesn't care about people right and so if you do care about the change maybe you know keeping your biases of the stock market and your biases of the of news separate will be good and uh yeah i guess i'm just gonna say before the episode ends um 
you might be thinking, well, Juni, uh, why do you trade in the stock market then if you know, uh, you're saying that uh, the stock market is about, all about capitalism and doesn't care about people? Uh, why do you do it? I do it because I want a nice house. I want to teach my son or daughter uh, to ride a bike in my driveway. And I want a big driveway. I want a nice backyard. I want to putt in my backyard. I want to skate in my backyard. I want a large office uh, where I can put like a nice sofa so that my wife can sit there and read a book while I code data gang. Like I have these dreams that I can actualize from the stock market. And that's what I'm going to use to get myself there. If there was something else that I can be really good at or that I can be better than average at that could bring in the same amount of returns with the same amount of risk, I would happily do that. But I don't have those means. I have a Patreon that brings in uh, like a good amount of money. I've, I have a, uh, like a nine to five that brings in pretty good money, but a stock market will get me there a lot quicker. And so that's the main reason I do it. I don't go in the stock market and buy puts because uh, coronavirus is at all-time high and then thinking that me buying puts is going to fix everything. Uh, I definitely don't do that. I <laughs> it's, it's just insane what some people end up justifying their plays with. And I'm just trying to protect you from that sort of mentality because I know I've been stuck in that mentality before, um, before coronavirus. Maybe, you know thinking like in October 2018, I was playing the big interest rate hike play and that that didn't go so well because Jerome did raise interest rates and that was very bad. Um, it was it was just a whole lot of experiences where, you know, I get burned on and then I come on this podcast and I talk about it and I give my like genuine opinion on things. I don't want to ever make it seem like I don't care about people because really I, I care about you guys and girls a ton. Right, this podcast doesn't bring in any money. I literally do this every week, and I'm super excited to do this. I have tons of fun recording this, um, and you know, some episodes are just gonna sound a little bit more harsh than others. But I want you and guys and girls to know that I do deeply care, and like, if I didn't care, I wouldn't do this. Right, like one more time, this podcast doesn't bring in any money. It's just useful little tidbits that you can use throughout your trading some people you know use this as background sound or something to listen to while they build doors while they you know guide planes while they're waiting for their plane to get fueled while they're skiing and it's super cool um but there are some you know those not bad apples but there's some apples that like to take things out of context and switch things around but I hope that the majority of you can appreciate, you know, uh, where I come from and how I view things, how I view the world, and that, you know, I'm just an average retail trader, just like you, just giving some of his own anecdotal experiences.
Okay, uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. I want to give an extended shout out to Majadir, Justwin, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Malap, Yugmark, Can't Make Money, IRL, B Ride, DJ Mac86, Onir. Boop2865, Mitch Ray7, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hamas, Drevy, Island Bell, Wheaton, Soups Mojo, Na, Oda, Chi, Maltman1856, Chivonis, NMM, Hayden, Lilo, Mr. Sneezy, Metal Dum Dum, Grandpa95, Gorlami, Salami, Leo Jetson, Johnny5, Fancy Wolf, Bizu, Engine, Nate the River, Just Send It, Murph Q, Wilkai, Norfus, Verity, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Ober, Slava Litvin, Maker, Ivan Yurkinov, Red Gleam Blue, Roadster99, Decentra, Saltwater, Cure, Taco Tuesday, Options Test, Lord Skeletor, Radovan 1986, Lazy Reservist, Suggester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty AG, and Ensis 88. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So, that was an episode. I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Um, Patreon is sold out. Uh, I've been getting a lot of requests. Um, asking like if i'm going to open up more tiers um just because i think a lot more people are catching eye on the the patreon because of the little box thing on v2 uh short answer is no um i'm like deeply scared of like having the community grow too fast and then the the discord not feeling the same so i'm definitely making sure like like the quality stays there, right? Like I'm trying everything in my power to like make sure it doesn't become some like meme discord where people are just poking jokes at stocks all the time where like people that genuinely need help feel like they're just getting like like jokes too. And so facilitating that type of environment and just keeping a positive one in general. Um, things got, you know, a little shaky when we had that tech weakness like a few weeks ago, but I'm glad the people that were stuck in a rut got out safely and they're doing well now. Um, it's just like a whole bunch of positives for just maintaining a smaller community and I'm like not in any real rush to expand. Um, I am doing pretty well now in terms of just like mental state now that V2.2 is done. And I can like take a chill pill or like take a chill day today um, and just continually being thankful for my patrons that do continue to support the website and stuff because it, it really is nice at the end of the day when I like, you know, like for example, um, I'm deciding to keep my uh, my two monitors here. My or When I say here, I'm talking about Monterey with my parents. Like I'm keeping my keyboard here, my mouse, my monitors, my mic, my webcam, my iPhone charger. I want to be visiting my parents more often. Maybe the stay will be not as long per time I come back, but I want to make my trips back home easier. And so because you know of Patreon support and all this stuff, I don't have to worry about paying the database bills. I don't have to worry about keeping the website up. And better yet, I don't have to worry about you know buying more stuff for my uh, for me back at home, so that I have a complete ready to go working station here at home with my parents, and I have a working station back at home in SoCal. And so, like, 
this past week has just been really eye-opening to me and just having me be I feel like I was grateful before but I feel like even more grateful even for like you know I always say like the money is nice and all this stuff it's true the money is nice but I'm feeling more appreciative of it more than ever just because of this very particular situation where I want to be visiting my parents more and I have I don't have to worry about the money of when I buy uh, monitors for a setback at home in SoCal and then being able to facilitate visiting my parents easier and you know have me just in, in a happier state I'm, I'm super eternally grateful if you are making it to the end of this podcast and you're a patron like bottom of my heart thank you for giving me um, just like a worry a less of a worry when it comes to these types of decisions and i'm you know i've told my mom this and she's like totally she's ecstatic that i'm keeping most of my stuff here because i'm sure that you know when i'm not here she like comes to my room and she sees that it's empty and that she misses me more and it's super sad <laughs> it's super sad um but being able to keep my things here <laughs> Being able to keep my things here is really good. And I feel like it would it's gonna be even easier on my mom this time around because all my stuff is gonna be here and all it's really gonna take is for me to put some clothes in my bag and fly here. Like if, if it came down to it, I need to see my mom within an hour, I can do that now. Whereas before I would have to carry like two monitors sometimes three monitors my entire computer my all my equipment but now it's it's easier and i'm i'm thankful for that and so this is just a very explicit example of what patreon money goes towards besides just you know uh you know database costs and server costs and all the all the super mandatory stuff of keeping the website alive right um so Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Um, Mama Junie uh, appreciates it. And um, yeah, I'll go and see everybody on the Tuesday live stream. Uh, it will be my last live stream in NorCal uh, before I move back down to SoCal. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone has an amazing trading week. Um, and, you know, be grateful for the things that you do have. I'm sure you're going through some of your own struggles too, but I promise there is some positive to what's going on in your life right now. And I think if you're able to listen to this podcast, I consider that a huge positive of just being able to stick around and, you know, be there for other people too. Bye.